Stay tuned for a little conversation about routines, morning routines, good routines, bad routines, us reacting to crazy routines, and uh, what we're doing in our lives right now. I'm Harrison. And I'm Amir. And we believe that one of life's most valuable assets is the gift of conversation. In the midst of life, sometimes we forget the true power of a deep, meaningful conversation. So take a breath, come join us, and let's talk about life. Today, Harrison and I are going to be talking about routines. We both did some research and uncovered some interesting and noteworthy routines from successful or famous people or infamous people that we're going to talk about today. So I'll open it up with you, Harrison. What is a routine that you found while doing Yeah, some okay. So I today? got a couple, and I, I probably went a little bit of a different route than you did, potentially. Mm. Um, so I went like, these are ridiculous routines. That, okay. Right? So because this, this is an interest, like, well, I'll hear your thoughts in a sec, but for me, this is a um, kind of a, a passionate, I, I, I have a passion for this topic because I think um, after spending so much time in like the podcast world editing for some of these people, and it's like, it's really easy for experts to talk things up and be like, I'm better than you. Like it comes across condescending. Mm -hmm. Like I do this every day. And if you don't do this every day, you're terrible. And they don't say that directly, but I often get that feeling. And yeah. then because I spent so much time, you know, working for the podcast that I do and listening to guests and all these things. And then I've realized that, you know, it's like people like they don't, they don't do it. It's clear. Like you can tell they'll contradict themselves mm. or whatever. And you're like, they're, they're not doing it. Why are you making me feel bad? So <laughs> yeah. I want to start with Mark Wahlberg. Have you heard, heard about Mark Wahlberg's? No, I haven't. Okay. Well, you know him though, right? Yes, Actor. Yes, totally. All right. So this is ridiculous. And now there's a video, maybe I'll link to it. Um, James Corden. I don't know, people have mixed feelings about him, but it was a it was a video of him joining Mark Wahlberg for his daily routine. So if you want to watch it, you can check it out later. So here it is. This is a little uh, thing that I pulled up here. Um, to preface, these are like famous, you know, rich people. So it's a, this one says, billionaire Richard Branson always gets up at 5 a.m. to start his day, right? And then it talks about uh, Elon Musk um, works 85 to 100 hours a week and gets up at blah, blah, right? And I'm like, mm -hmm. okay. This is, we'll get to that. But here we are. Mm -hmm. Okay, Mark Wahlberg, 47-year-old Hollywood star, recently revealed his entire daily routine, which begins at 2.30 a.m. What? <laughs> All right. And it ends at 7.30 p.m. Now, I'm going to just skip over this. I'm going to read to you. This is this is from Mark himself. This is his, this is his routine. 2.30 a.m., wake up. 2.45 a.m., prayer time. 3.15, breakfast. 3.40 to 5.15, workout. 5.30, post-workout meal. 6 shower 7 30 golf 8 snack 9 30 cryo chamber recovery 10 30 snack 11 a.m is when like work starts we got family time meetings and work calls 1 p.m is lunch 2 p.m meetings and work calls 3 p.m pick up kids from school 3 30 snack 4 workout number two 5 shower 5 30 dinner and family time 7 30 back to bed so I wanted to start with that. <laughs> you, if, you're not, if, if you're not watching what? Amir's face, <laughs> he's what like, so I didn't, I thought you may have heard of it. So, so this is, this is an example. Why do I want to bring this up? It's like, this is an example of a ridiculous routine. And now <laughs> if you continue to read on this article, it goes, before you write off this routine as total nonsense, don't forget that according to Forbes, Wahlberg took home $68 million in 2017 and was the highest paid actor of that year. Everyone's daily routine uh, will be uh, part of their success, essentially, is what it's saying. So this is where I have a problem with it. 
because they're they're going like that's unattainable, right? Like that's ridiculous. Obviously, it works for him. Maybe like he's maybe. doing it. Who knows if he's doing it for himself or if it actually, you know, who knows? Mm-hmm. But it's not attainable for everybody. But then my problem with the whole routine thing and people sharing routines and being like, this is what you should do. It's good to have advice. We've talked about that. But when it's like that kind of thing, and then you're like, well, he made $68 million in 2017. How much did you make? It's like, well, there's other factors here. It's not the fact mm-hmm. that he gets up at 2.30 a.m. And if I don't get up at 2.30 a.m., it doesn't mean I'm not going to make that money or be successful. That's person, true. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's mm-hmm. that's one. And if you let me go, I'm going to do one more, and then we'll, we'll discuss. Do. Okay. The other one is The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. Do you know his? Yes, totally. yes I totally do. Okay. So for the people that don't, and, uh, and maybe just a refresher there. I'm going to find it here. Um, his is his is worse, in my opinion. He gets up a little later. So he wakes mm-hmm. up at 3.30 a.m. So, you know, a little sleeping time there compared to Mark. Um, and he eats five five meals a day. He's a big, you know, workout guy. You oh, know, totally. That kind of stuff, right? But he goes, um, I need the mental time in the beginning. He, he does about two hours of, like, alone time once he wakes up until about 5.30. And he says, um, those are, it's my anchor. Once I'm able to anchor myself, I'm able to go to work. And he says, I'm able to work 10, 12, 14 hours if I know I've centered myself and anchored myself at the beginning of the day. Again, fine, if it works for you. But that's not, no, most people can't do that. Like I, I did a, a read up the other day for like the average eight hour workday. People are working less than three hours. So a 14 mm-hmm. hour workday is unattainable. Maybe mm-hmm. he's a, a, you know, a um, anomaly, but. My problem with this personally is that he's a big health guy, right? You think of The Rock. You think of he's huge. He's muscular. He works out. He often gets three to five hours of sleep every night. Yeah, I've heard him talk about that. So at least what I've learned, you know, like sleep is one of the most important things. You need to let your body rest and recover and do all these things. You Mm -hmm. can't work for 14 hours and then go like or or like straight wake up at 3.30 a.m. and only sleep for three hours. So those are two ridiculous ones. That I just wanted to bring up, and I have my thoughts that I've kind of shared, but I want to I want to toss that off to you, and then you can talk about yours. But like, what do you think about the ridiculous morning routines, and then that they're on display for the world as though it's like we should look up to them? That's my problem with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I'm I'm still thinking about Mark Wahlberg. What you said? Two a.m. Two two thirty. He gets up at two thirty. Uh, yeah. Uh... <sighs> Just thinking about that makes me shudder a little inside. Crazy. Um, yeah, I, I think, you know, who know if they're actually doing it, great. You right. know, great. There, there's obviously a reason why they're, you know, I would say like very economically successful and like, you know. But I, I wonder how the other areas of their life are doing. It sounds like they're exactly. making enough time for like self-care and balance and, you know, with good amounts of exercise too that helps keep your mental pretty clear but there reaches a point and i've thought about this a lot when it comes to fitness but i would argue to say that fitness or maybe let me phrase physique like fitness in terms of like bodybuilding and physique is not necessarily the same as health Mm -hmm. i would wager to say that you can definitely become huge muscular and jacked and still be unhealthy Right. Because like if you go on a crazy, dirty bulk diet, if you're overworking and if you're not getting enough sleep, well, I mean, you do need sleep in order to recover and build muscle. Um, I say this knowing that I am still working up to get some muscles there. But hey, I've been working out pretty consistently. Yeah, like that's my routine. Good. I've been working out yeah. consistently here. Um, 
But yeah, I'd say like fitness is not necessarily the same thing as health. Mm. And so I just wonder how that works out for them in terms of balance. Like once again, if it works out great, you know, I think I've, I've heard the rock, I've heard Dwayne Johnson talk a lot about his morning routine because it's kind of like my gym motivation mm-hmm. and it kind of his entire mentality is to be like the hardest worker in the room, yeah. which is great. You know, like there's something to be yeah. said for that. You know, I'm definitely not of the uh, anti-work or anti-hustle movement. I think, you know, there, there's times and seasons for each thing and it's contextual, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's not attainable for everyone. You know, it, it kind of thing. becomes, it becomes a status signaling device well put right it's like oh what's your morning routine oh you don't have one oh i do this i drink lemon water you just drink normal water in the morning you look at your phone in the morning trash yeah you know <laughs> like you glance mm-hmm. at a screen you didn't read for one hour meditate for another two and then exercise for five trash yeah you know it, it, it it's kind of this weird well you're joking but that's metric. like the that's like the culture around it. Oh, that's totally. why that i wanted so, to bring it up yeah that is yeah, I, I really dislike the culture around that. And I'm glad that we're having this conversation. Though, on the other hand, do I think, like, is hard work important? 100%. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, and everyone needs to find that balance for themselves. They found something that works for them, right? They have economic success. Great. You know, and if that's what makes them happy, great. But I feel like if I were to work at that routine, I don't think I'd be happy. Mm. You know, in all honesty, like, I don't think I would be happy with that routine. And Mm -hmm. so I think it's about finding what makes you happiest and what helps you function in a happy, healthy way. Yeah. 2.30. Oh, Jesus Christ. I know. (laughs) I want to hear what you have to, who you want to talk about, but you just, Mm -hmm. you made a really interesting point. I don't know if you know this. My dad Mm -hmm. was a bodybuilder for. Really? In his his 20s. And then he uh, continued on to um, judge bodybuilding at a high level in Canada. And Whoa. so he can, based on conversations we've had, um, can definitely attest to the fact that you can be, you know, one of the top bodybuilders and, and have a lot of muscle and be, but not be healthy because mm-hmm. many, many of them are on steroids and they're putting mm-hmm. things into their body and, and they're getting the muscle in unnatural ways or unhealthy mm-hmm. ways. Right. Um, so you're exactly, you're exactly right. It was a little side mm-hmm. topic, but. Just so you know, now you know, my dad was a bodybuilder. That's so cool. What the <laughs> heck? You didn't tell me about this. Yeah, that's yeah, funny. I see. You got the genes for it. You got the genes. <laughs> well, Harrison King, next year is freaking rip. <laughs> <laughs> Take off that shirt for us. Let's see. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that's really cool. For me, the routines that I found is actually complete counterpoint Mm. complete yes. counterpoint to the ones that you brought up. These are more so routines that, because I had a feeling that you were going to bring up kind of the crazier ones. So I decided to instead look for some some that actually more so resemble mine and are mm. a little bit more attainable. Just, you know, so that we can see that having a crazy routine isn't exactly correlated with being prolific as a creative or successful yeah. quotation yeah. marks. It's not like... Is a routine helpful? Yeah, for sure. And I do wish I had more routine, but is it the defining factor? No. Not There's at all. so many factors, right? Just yeah. for if we're talking about like economic success or creative creativity, all of it. There's just mm-hmm. so many factors. Prolific, yeah. Creative, like prolific. What's the word for that? <laughs> Pro, how Being prolific. Good at it. <laughs> yeah. How prolific one is. Right. Yeah. 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 So speaking of someone who is incredibly prolific, the daily routine of Picasso. Look at this. And I actually um, found this first 
by watching Nathaniel Drew's video. Do you know who Nathaniel Drew yeah, is? Yeah, yeah, I love him. I haven't watched that video, love, though, yet. I love Nathaniel Drew. I love... Uh, yeah, basically, check him he out, is, people. Yeah, he's this... Um, he's a YouTuber, and he's a storyteller. He talks, you know, about self-development, but not in, like, a super self-helpy way, but mm. more so, like, his own experiments as he figures things out. He also talks about travel. He, I love his editing. He's fantastic. And he has this one series where he basically follows the routines of famous people. So he did an episode on the Dalai Lama. He did Frida Kahlo. And in this episode, oh yeah, he also did an episode on Einstein. Einstein yeah. And and now he, this one, he did the routine of Picasso. And this is how Picasso's routine goes. Very simple, very simple. And yeah, 11 a.m. is when he wakes up. 11 a.m., breakfast and leisure. For three hours, 2 p.m., painting. And then from 2 p.m. till 10 p.m., he works. He just paints. 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. 10 p.m., dinner. 11 p.m., he's back to painting. And then he goes to sleep at 3. Hmm. Simple, Very right? Simple. Let me reiterate that again. Yeah. 11 a.m. to 2 p.m., breakfast and leisure. 2 p.m. till 10 p.m., painting. 10 p.m. to 11, dinner. 11 to 3 a.m., painting. No mm. wonder he's so prolific. He mm -hmm. just dedicates so much of his time to painting, and no wonder why he is one of the most, I keep on using the word prolific, but one of the most seminal artists of the 20th century, mm. or even of all history. Yeah. You know, What I find most interesting about his routine, and Nathaniel Drew talked a little bit about this, is that at the end of his day, Right before he goes to sleep, he has another kind of work sprint from 11 p.m. till 3 a.m., mm -hmm. which is interesting because I'm sure you know as as a creative yourself, like the late night inspiration, right? right? The late night yeah. inspiration bug that hits you. And it's interesting that his routine harnesses that mm. in a way, right? Mm -hmm. I, I often come up with my best ideas at night, you know, when my inhibitions are, well, I guess, yeah, my inhibitions are lower and I'm kind of just... I don't know what it is about late night. Maybe it's just that I'm more tired and I'm more accepting of ideas. Maybe divergent thinking is, you know, more heightened at that time. Mm -hmm. But that's the one thing I find interesting about his routine. What do you think? Well, the first thing is notable to me is that uh, you said breakfast and leisure is three hours. That's the first thing he does. Mm -hmm. To reference what the extreme we just talked about, you mm -hmm. know, they, they both gave themselves time for themselves at the beginning. So that is a mm -hmm. similarity. But I like the I like the term leisure. Now I don't know if that's your word or if Nathaniel. That's his term. Okay, or yeah, Picasso himself put that. You know, I I like that because it's like there's no. My problem with routines is that there's like they're restrictive. I find it restrictive, yeah. because mm -hmm. it's like I have to follow this every day. Like I feel like that, right? Mm -hmm. So so seeing that, if I had a calendar and I woke up and let's say I woke up at nine and nine to twelve is leisure. Like I got what? Well, there's no stress. What am I stressed about? I can do whatever I want. So I really like that. And no wonder he was he was literally like you said, his day was built around creativity. Even that, like he's allowing his mind to do whatever he wants in that that time. And then he paints, obviously, which is creative. Um, wow. What do you think about the leisure thing? That's really interesting. I like that how open ended it is. Yeah. It isn't go to the park and do this. It's not a routine. It's like there. It. I think. This is something that I, ooh, this is a good talk. This is something that I've thought about a lot. And it's something that I've heard from 
several of my friends who perhaps like are more go with the flow than I am, mm-hmm. you know, cause I would still say like, I'm, I'm pretty relaxed, but I still have a structure. Mm-hmm. Like I still like scheduling things out. I still like scheduling when I have break times, mm-hmm. I like scheduling my rest. Um, and I remember I had a conversation with a friend who was like, how do you do that? If I had to schedule out my rest, I wouldn't be relaxed. And, you know, to each their own, right? Granted, right. if if they probably scheduled it out, they wouldn't feel relaxed. But for me, I find that when I, like, it's about scheduling out and creating space for it. Mm. Right. right. It's not right. saying, okay, yeah. I'm going to do exactly this. But in a way, when I schedule it out, I'm creating the space for it and I'm making it real. And I'm giving myself kind of a boundary to work within, right? If, yeah, I'm giving myself a boundary to relax and just enjoy within and it can be whatever I want. I can watch a movie. I can go cook something. I can do whatever. I, I like leaving rest scheduled in, but open-ended. Hmm. And that's what that is. That's what that is. So I like that. I like that a lot. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Very simple. Yeah, though. So that's, yeah. It doesn't have to be complex for it to be, you know, like it is literally the complete opposite. And mm-hmm. both ends have been successful. I don't know, personally, but like, I guess, you know, in their careers, right? Yeah, of course, definitely in their careers. I I would say this one thing, Nathaniel Drew mentioned this in the video. In further digging, Picasso's like personal life wasn't perfect by any means, you know, mm-hmm. artist. <laughs> yeah. right. Artist. <laughs> That's all I can say, you know, personal relationships and all that stuff, you know. Yeah. Oh, here's a quote actually from Nathaniel Drew. It's in this. He said this, I'm not going to lie. This routine, this schedule is very exciting to me in how counter it is to every self-help, self-improvement, and productivity guru out there. How many times have we all heard that we must have a morning routine? This approach essentially obliterates the potential of doing that. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) I agree. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. Here's the second one. Okay. This one is... Okay. Everyone has mixed feelings about this, this dude, but you know, I like, I, I like Your his routine. Share, yeah. Come on. Yeah, I like his routine. Jeff Bezos. No, here we go. CEO, right. entrepreneur, <laughs> born in 1964. See it, Jeffrey. Jeffrey, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Bezos. Bezos. <laughs> Thanks, Bo. Oh, amazing. Oh, yeah. Great. Thank you, Bo Burnham. Um, yeah. So one thing I heard about Jeff Bezos's morning routine, or at least routine in general, and I don't know how updated this is, but this is something that I heard before. He doesn't set too strict of an alarm for when he wakes up. He just wakes up naturally when his body wakes him up. Mm. Which that that first thing I, I like, you know, admittedly, he has the, you know, money to, to not really care when he wakes <laughs> up. Right. But I, I like that. It, it starts off the day like relaxed and kind of your body gets what it needs, which I think is an important thing that is not addressed enough in routines. Yeah. Right. A lot creating. I think what's most important is creating a routine that works for you, not trying to work for your routine. Oh, yes. I like that. You, so you true. know what I mean? So that's what I mean. Like with a, you know, 2.30 a.m. wake up morning routine that Mark Wahlberg has. Might that work for him? Sure. You know, I, I don't know. For me, I feel like I would have to work so hard at that to fit myself into a mold that isn't made for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think what's important in coming up with routines, and I'm going on a tangent here, but I think what's important in coming up with routines is first auditing oneself, knowing, oh, okay, what time do I usually go to sleep, wake up at? Like, what, what's my natural kind of range, my sweet spot? 
And then going from there and creating things like, oh, where is my energy highest? Where is my energy lowest? And this mm. is actually something that I did back in uh, 2018 when I was really gung ho about like, you know, self-development mm -hmm. and, and I was reading, oopsies, I'm out of focus. This is when I was super gung ho about self-development and I was reading every single book about being proactive, scheduling your day, everything. Yeah, yeah. And basically I did this one thing where I created a Google form and it was a survey that I filled out every hour on the dot and on a scale of one to 10 or one to five, I would rank my energy levels. How mentally clear do I feel? How energized? How balanced do I feel? And I would fill that out every hour. And then I did that for two weeks. And then after two weeks, I had a clear chart that showed me, oh, my energy peaks around noon. Then it dips around three. Then it goes back up slightly around six. And then it goes mm. down for the rest of the day. And it's been a while since I've done that. Now that I'm talking about it, I feel like I want to do it again. I want to do it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like mapping out your own physical energy levels hmm. throughout the day so that you can sculpt something that works for you so that I know, oh, 12, my energy is highest. Let me put in my most important high creative tasks. Hmm. Right. 3 p.m. Oh, my energy is lowest. Let me put a workout in right there hmm. to re-energize myself. Right. Or let me do something that's mundane there. Right. Have you seen Matt Diavella's video on that? No, I he, he talks exactly that exact same thing, um, mm. which I've been thinking about. It's about I'll I'll see if I can find the video. This is very good. It's a recent one, and he he talks about not scheduling based on time or like the task, like just like a most important task. He's like schedule based on your energy. If you work better, oh. like you're mm -hmm. saying, let's say at noon, right, is when you work the best. Write your YouTube script then. Mm -hmm because it's gonna you'll it'll take less time because you've got more the energy for it and the, the tasks that require less energy you know do them at a time when you have less energy and like base your schedule exactly what you're saying base your schedule around your energy levels and what the task requires and match those up yeah you mm -hmm. should watch it you should watch it yeah completely I've, i'm pretty sure now that you're mentioning it i'm sure i've watched it and it was like Good. just on the kitchen yeah yeah like on the side yeah. and I was just like cooking something <laughs> the video is playing. I, I'm sure it sounds very familiar. I love that though. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Like anyway, mapping out one's energy. Jeff Bezos. All that stuff. Jeffrey Bezos, CEO entrepreneur, born in 1964. Jeffrey, Jeffrey Bezos. Okay. So, um, okay. Let's see here. Yeah. He is an early riser though. That's when his body usually wakes him up, usually around 630. Mm-hmm. After rising, he's known to enjoy putter around the house in the morning. He'll brew some coffee, read the newspapers, and generally not start work. Another one. That See? again, starting slow, right? Mm -hmm. Starting with leisure, right? Starting with leisure, taking things easy in the morning. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. When his kids get up, he prides himself on making them breakfast. Apparently, he's a whiz in the kitchen. Um, remarkably, he even does the dishes. I'm not sure about that. I know that's cap. <laughs> Listen, I would not be doing the dishes if I, I had that not. money. <laughs> if I was Jeffrey Bezos, cap. Cap. <laughs> okay. Afternoons. In the afternoon, he will either have meetings in the app. Wow, that's a sentence. Um, he'll have meetings or visit, you know, do some work stuff. Let's see. Oh, here's an important note. This is something that I've also heard as well and a point I wanted to bring up. His approach is to make a few high quality decisions per day instead of hundreds of low quality decisions providing lackluster outcomes. Mm. So he actually doesn't do a lot of work, conventionally speaking. Mm -hmm. He just makes a few 
really high quality decisions every single day. Impactful, right? And and that I think is a perfect example of prioritization and the Pareto principle. Are you familiar with no. the Pareto principle? Gotcha. So the Pareto principle is also known as the 80-20 rule, which okay, is yeah. probably a name that you might be familiar with. But basically what it says is that for most things in almost everything, 20%, uh, sorry, 80% of the outcome is dictated by 20% of the result. Uh, sorry, 20% of the input. Mm-hmm. So once again, let me state, state that a little better. 80% of the outcome is dependent on 20% of the input. Mm-hmm. So what's the highest leverage, most important thing that one can do mm-hmm. for, for us as creators that's sitting down to record these episodes, right? Or as YouTubers, it's sitting down and writing our scripts and filming that, right? It's not necessarily the optimization of the tags and the growth hacks right, or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? That's the other 80% that creates 20% of the results, mm. right? But what's the biggest primary leverage point that we can create mm-hmm. and i like yeah. and now that i'm talking about it i like the idea of structuring one's day around the most essential things and obviously jeff has the money to be able to do that unfortunately us mere mortals have to do dishes <laughs> <You're mortals>. <laughs> <laughs> we like have to sometimes. do dishes we need to you know take care of a dog pooping or whatever you know Oh, that was really random. I don't even, we don't even have dogs, but it's true. Throwing that in there. Right. (laughs) But as much as we can with the time that we have, creating space for high quality decisions. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. What are some of the similarities that you see across all the routines that we've talked about from the extreme to the more relaxed and everything in between? Well, like I said, so those two that you said and the two I said in different ways, both all take time for themselves. Now, we may argue that Mark and Mr. Dwayne Johnson are not really, are they like, I mean, the rock talks about how much he loves working out and that's time for himself, right? Maybe that's it. And it's different. Who are we to say, of course. you know, from an outside perspective, but it seems like at least they're, they're, they're are, they are prioritizing into their routine time to do nothing essentially. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Whether it feels like enough or not to us, doesn't matter. But, um, like they said, the starting slow, especially those two you, that you mentioned. Um, that and I guess the other thing to note is that they're all different, like dra- dramatically different. And I think that's the important takeaway is that mm. we talked about four people, all of whom have been very successful in their craft. Right. Uh, was Picasso successful during his time or was it after? I don't during. know much about him. Okay. Um, just guy. I know there's well, some people during and also after. Right. Yeah. 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 Some people like uh, who was it? Was it Bach or somebody like that who who didn't really blow up? Basically, Van Gogh. Yeah. There you go. So until after. Anyway, yeah. uh, successful people like you know in their in their craft. Um, what was that? Oh, they they've all made something work for them, and none of them look the same. There mm-hmm. are similarities, but they're all different people, and I think that's what we need to remember and why. I find this challenging because if you go on Google and you look up the best morning routine or whatever, you're going to get all these different ones. Because we've all done that. We have, right? <laughs> and then and then it's going to it's gonna show you, some finance bro is going to tell you, you know, the way to do it. And um, if that works for him, it's like what you said before. It's like, 
if you follow all the steps Jeff Bezos took to get to where he is, it wouldn't work for you. And they're like, you're a different person. So I think it's like you go shopping, you know, and you're like, I like a little bit of that. You know, I'm gonna put that in my routine. Oh, that might be interesting. I'm gonna try that. I'm gonna try a little bit of that. And you make your own. And I think that's the thing. And I'm also realizing that like, I've been thinking throughout this conversation and earlier, I was like, what is my routine? Like, how do I describe it? And I think I'm in that phase of shopping. I'm like, mm. trying things out. I'm like, this is uh, this is kind of working. This isn't working. I don't like this. You know, I've done wake up at my own time. It was good for a bit. And then I'm like, you know, then I'm not getting stuff done in the morning. And I'd prefer to be up a little earlier. So now I'm trying to get up similar time every day. And, and I think for a while, I was like, I don't have a routine. Eric. And like you said, it's like, People are like, oh, you don't you don't get up at 2.30 a.m.? Like, <laughs> Trash. Who, who are you? Yeah, you mortal. Um, <laughs> right? But so I felt like that. I was putting that pressure on myself because I feel like you see all these successful people and people like idolize these crazy routines. Mm-hmm. But that they made that routine. Like, that's why it worked for them. So I think that's what I've realized that I'm doing. I'm I don't really. Mine's different right now even weekly, even daily sometimes. But I'm trying to figure out what it is for me. And I think that that's, for me, that's the important thing is to find what works for you using these other people as reference, but not just following one. Because if you follow one, it'll probably not work. Because like you said, you're fitting yourself into a mold that's not meant for you. And you have to shift that mold and and move it a little bit so it does fit what you you need to do, right? Um, Mm -hmm. So the takeaway from today is if you're not waking up at 2.30 a.m., you are you Trash. are failing in life. Yeah, you're failing. You're done. Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> just, just I don't think up. anybody should be up at 2.30 a.m., but you do you, Mark. Unless right? you're up for a flight. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think? What's yeah. your? Do you have anything you want to share about your routine? or? No, I think you hit the, the nail boat? right on the head. Yeah, I think you hit the nail right on the head. I'm definitely in the same boat as you. Moving to the U.S. has taught me something really interesting about routine. In the sense that when I was first making my decision to come over here, one of the key elements of that decision was the fact that I would have complete control over my time when I'm here in Philadelphia, at least. I don't have really any obligations to show up for. I don't have set work thing. I have some clients, but I get to schedule that in. So I'm in complete control of my schedule, essentially. Mm -hmm. And I thought that's what I wanted. I thought I wanted complete control over my own time. But now that I'm in it, I found out that it is exactly not what I want. Really? I thought I wanted it. But now that essentially I have, you know, nothing happening during my day, it feels like I'm floating around in like limbo. And I was like, okay, I'll get to that whenever. And it just creates procrastination. Mm -hmm. It creates kind of lackluster results. Mm -hmm. It creates a lot of laziness. Right? Mm -hmm. That's what I found for myself. Um, And that's the interesting thing about freedom so to say you know we always think oh i want more freedom i want more this i want more that but the thing is creativity doesn't come from freedom creativity comes from limitations transcending those limitations right limitations are the birthplace of creativity Hmm. right and so if we had unlimited freedom and we could just do whatever we want at all times and have everything accessible to us would we actually get anything done Right. It's like Parkinson's law work expands to fill the amount of time that you give it. Mm -hmm. Right. Which is why, you know, if someone says, okay, you have a project due in two months, you're not starting it. (laughs) You're going to start it like a month from now at the very least. Right. Or if you have an essay due in an hour, you will get it done. Right. 
right? And so I think as creatives, having deadlines is important, right? Having a routine, having a deadline, having a structure to follow, I think is incredibly important. And now that I'm here and I essentially don't have that, it's been tough, man. Mm-hmm. It's been really tough. Like I, I get up whenever because I don't have anything really to wake up for. Well, that sounds really bad, but I, no, <laughs> I don't but have yeah. like any scheduled thing to wake up for. And so I just end up waking up. Oh, oh, my body woke up at 11 today. Oh, I woke up at nine. Oh, I woke up at seven. It's usually 11. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I don't wake up early unless I need to drive my girlfriend to work. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't really get anything done unless, oh, I have uh, another thing today that I need to get towards. And I don't know, man, I'm trying to figure it out. One thing that helped me when I was back home was like a workout class. And that gave me some structure in you my have day. To go, like, oh, right. I need to go to that because I'm paying for it. Mm-hmm. But here it's like everything's flexible and infinite flexibility as I'm finding out is actually not what I want. Mm. So what are you, what are things, uh, maybe steps you're, you're taking towards creating those restrictions or, or I don't want to say restrictions, but like you said, deadlines or things like you feel like you have something to do. You can do it whenever, but but shortening that time so it's not taking you two months. You know, it could take you. You do. It, you're gonna do it today. What have you been doing to try to try to counteract that, if anything? If I'm being completely honest, nothing. <laughs> Fine. If I'm being completely yeah. honest, I'm still figuring it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to say that I'm doing the f- every. Friday is a video and I just put out a video on Friday like today yeah. so I guess that's kind of there again but um, well I guess I should ask you do you want do you want to start implementing that because it sounds to me like this is not you're, you're finding it's not exactly the the, the perfect fit but what mm-hmm. I think I might do it like, like every two weeks mm. I think videos for me I think the weekly content thing I tried it for a little while and I find that for the quality that I want to shoot for and the yeah for the quality that i want to shoot for one week is not attainable for me to be able to create something that i'm genuinely proud of and that's Mm -hmm. not like oh i need a video this week let me bs something exactly you know i I find that i need at least a week or Mm -hmm. two you know this is a topic i wanted to talk i was going to bring it up Mm -hmm. for today actually so um Mm. next week everybody i've decided we're going to talk about this is quality versus quantity especially in the age of tiktok Specifically. Oh, aim! That's such a. Oh, I could go into so that topic. There's a little, uh, there's yeah. a little teaser for next week. Anyway, yeah, there's a teaser for next week, so make sure that you tune in for next week so we can <laughs> talk about it. Um, yeah, but like, I mean, it sounds like you're in. We're in different places, but we're in similar places also. Like, trying to just you got to figure out what works. You have to do. You have to fail to figure out what you know, what works or what doesn't work. Or, mm, or yeah, things. it's like, yeah. It's like this one quote that I shared from James Clear's newsletter on my story. If you're always winning, you're never learning. Yeah. Yes. Yes, exactly. If you're never failing, you're never learning. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So so I think that's it, especially with with this whole routine thing, I think, Mm because it is so personalized. You need to figure out, figure out what it is for you. So I don't know if that's, I think it's good advice. I think it's good advice Mm -hmm. to take away from this. It's like... Mm -hmm. We're not shoving anything down your throat because we don't have the answer. You need to figure it out what is for you. So if you, I guess, listener, if you feel like you feel like you can't find a routine that works for you that's like already made up, and you're like, I try this, it doesn't work. I don't like waking up at two thirty a.m. Um, you know, you just you gotta try you gotta try different things and figure out what works for you and and pick the aspects that work for you because 
I think that's how you can actually master your routine is figuring out it's there. There is something that works for you, but you just have to keep uncovering what it is, not mm -hmm. stealing other people's. Yeah. That's yeah. And the keyword is a routine that works for you, mm -hmm. not you working for the routine. Yeah. Right. A routine that works for you, not against you. So yeah, go out there, find something that works for you and we'll see you next week. All right. Before you go, I, hmm. I got, I've been, I've been writing down quotes. I know we talked about this one time. Yes. And yes, I yes. think I'd like to end maybe, I mean, we'll do maybe, maybe once in a while with a quote, but this is good. This do is from our, our dear friend, Heinz. I love Heinz. Mm -hmm. I shared this on my story, but I think it's just so great. It's not really related to this, but I just think it's, um, you know what? I'm going to save this one for next week, but I will say another one by him. And this mm -hmm. one is very simple. We are a living practice. We are a living practice. I'm not going to elaborate on that. You, you ponder that and decide what it means for you. But we are a living practice. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode and want to support the show, make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Visit us on Instagram and TikTok at Let's Talk About Life Pod. And for more information, head on over to harrisonkingofficial.com forward slash podcast. Now it's time for you to get out there and have a deep, meaningful conversation in your own life.